The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another edition of the Hall of Fame and Pain podcast with myself, Bully Ray, and my partner for today, the world's strongest man and fellow Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. Lots to break down from AEW Dynamite, the two-year anniversary and we're going to kick it off with that eight-man tag some good a couple of things that weren't so good gonna get to get mark's perspective his fan point of view and his professional point of view and of course i'll let you know what i thought about it also the return of adam page the joker returning in triumphant fashion to win the casino ladder match what did you think about Page's return in Philadelphia? And do you see him cashing in and possibly defeating Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship? Also, psychology and wrestling and how wrestling psychology can be tuned up in AEW. All that, so much more when the Hall of Fame and Pain podcast kicks off right now. The tremendous return of Hangman Adam Page to AEW last night. He was the joker in the ladder match. The uh, casino uh, casino battle royal ladder match, whatever they call it, the casino ladder match. Mark, Hangman's music hit and the place popped huge. When they went huge. nuts. It went, uh, they went nuts. That's such a great feeling. You know, like you hear the Dudley's music or you hear Stone Cold Steve Austin music. Like there were certain Shawn Michaels. There were guys that when you heard their music, it was like, yeah. You know, and, and that that's that's what we got last night with Hangman Page. Uh, he's very well beloved by the AEW faithful. Um, and I, I, I see why. I see why. I, I he is the the consummate babyface. He is your typical white meat babyface that everybody loves, and they want to see him succeed at all costs. And last night, uh, anybody that got remotely close to him in a negative way, boy, the crowd came down on them. They got big heat. The crowd knew who they wanted to win last night. They got an incredible return. 
And the guy that returned in Hangman, Adam Page, also was able to grab the uh, the casino chip and and win and thus go over and now has a future a future world heavyweight championship opportunity when he cashes in. So we can agree that the return was awesome. The people loved it. The, you know, the, they were happy that he won. Let's take a look at the actual ladder match. 30,000 feet. What did you think of the match? I, I thought it was entertaining as hell. There were some things that I would have changed. Uh, I would have put both ladders together and tried to get up and you have four guys uh, go up the ladders at the same time. Um from a, I mean, I don't look at it as being negative. I look at it as being educational. Um, I would not have, um, I would not have had a guy that I that was injured um, recently take a big bump off the top of the ladder to the to the floor on his back. Uh, I watched um, Pack. I watched his head snap back and hit the mat and he just had a concussion like a month and a half ago. And I mean, I'm probably breaking hip laws, but that's everybody saw that. And, um, and he missed time because of it. Uh, I would have, I would have been leery about that, you know, and I don't think that that's uh, maybe, maybe he's the one that called it. I don't know. I mean, but it scared me because I'm concerned about the guys and girls. And um, presence with the officials in that in a match like that is like the, the officials are fine, you know, just all, mm-hmm. your job is there to count and there to uh, uh, assist in moving stuff out the way so stuff is not dangerous. Direct a little uh, traffic. Direct traffic. And I thought they did, for the most part, a good job. Um, there were other matches where I felt like, you know, you, you got to roll all the way into the ring to break the count. You, if something is going on on the floor, you have to leave the ring, go out to the floor, say, Hey, straighten up, don't do this. And then get back in the ring and start a count or throw somebody out. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, can be tightened up. But for the most part, man, like I felt like that ladder match was tremendous, especially uh, the finish, um, how guys were used. Um, Everybody had played a role. There was not one person in that match that didn't get over and have a, a great moment. Um. I agree with you. It is a very exciting ladder match. The show last night definitely opened up with Detroit Rock City with that eight man, and then they took it home with rock and roll all night in that ladder match. Uh, The fans in attendance ate up the whole show from start to finish. They loved the ladder match. Uh, The right guy won. There were questions that I, there are questions that I had. There were some glaring things. I'll ask you, get your opinion. Last night's match, Mark, was a ladder match, correct? It was. Why were there tables set up around the ring before the match even started? You know what? I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it looked like a you know modified TLC. 
I don't have a problem with a table being at ringside if one of the competitors pulled the table out on their own. But when the table is set up beforehand in a ladder match, you're just stooging off that you're going to use a table. Like, the table shouldn't be there in the first place. The entire ring should just be surrounded by ladders. And then within the course of the physicality, if one of the guys decides to go under the ring and pull out a table and set up a table, well, that's a different story. So, you know, in in my mind, if you're going to... Oh, you use the side table. Sure, absolutely. But you didn't have to... Yeah, you don't have to have one set up um, before the match even started because it's not a TLC match. It's not a ladders and tables match. Small pet peeve right there that I wish they would have tightened or the producer would have thought of you know, beforehand and stopped these guys from doing things that don't necessarily you know, make sense. Another thing was the actual use of the ladders. You know, The psychology of the ladder match is to climb up just like the the psychology of a, a, a regular match is to win by submission or pinfall you want to climb the ladder and you want to get the chip there were a lot of times where i saw the ladder used um as a weapon when it could have been used to climb the, the one part that stuck out in my mind was like uh when andrade gave Pac the sunset flip power bomb in the beginning of the match off of the ladder. Now the ladder was right there underneath the, 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 the casino chip, right? And then and then Pac is selling in the corner. There was nobody there. Uh, Orange Cassidy was on the floor. Andrade should have just started to climb that ladder. But he took the ladder down just to do a spot with it. And then Orange Cassidy stopped him. Well, in my opinion just looking at this from a psychology point of view, Andrade should have just started to climb the ladder to go for the chip, and then Orange Cassidy could have pulled him off. It's those little things that make good matches great or great matches memorable. And this is where I, this is where I always think to myself, hmm, I wonder who the producer or the agent was, and were they really paying attention to the detail, or... Did the boys just do whatever they wanted to do, which is the case sometimes, and, you know, work for... Which is usually the, usually the case, the but also you may have a producer, Bully, you, you're, an, you're an expert at, you know, ladders and, and tables matches. So your attention to detail uh, might supersede somebody else's. So, um, and, and like you said, it's an opinion. It's, 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 it's your idea of what happens based off your experience you've had double triple quadruple the experience as somebody else so of course you're going to see something that everybody else didn't see so it's you know uh it's one of those things where this show is geared towards the education of pro wrestling don't think for one second not one i mean iota of a second that AEW, WWE, MLW, ROH, Impact, AAA, Japan are learning from what we're talking about today because there's going to be another tables match. There's going to be another TLC match somewhere else. 
and they're going to take into account what you're saying right now. So, I mean, it's, it's, we're serving a purpose. We're, we're, we're bringing it to light and we're teaching. And, that's, and that's, that's all it is. That's gospel right there. Because when I preach on this show, about psychology, when you do too, we do not do it from the point of view of, of I'm right, you are wrong. I'm, or you're, I'm, I'm right, you're wrong. No, we don't do that. that. That is not the case at all. It's not about, well, I told you so. We came up in this business the right way where we like to see things done the right way, thus pass on the right way. Mark, you know me, and I'm not going to get into private conversations. I will do anything I can do to help anybody in this business, and I don't need credit for it. I, I, you don't have to even mention mine. My credit is watching the vision play out the right way and everybody getting over and the fans enjoying it. That's the only credit I need. That, so, nobody, so go ahead. Last night. Uh, I don't know if I'm spilling the beans. Uh, I might want to spill the beans. Spill the beans. Spill the beans. Spill the beans. Don't spill the beans. You know what? I love punk. I love punk. And when you see when you see CM Punk work, you see levels of intelligence. And uh, I had private parties sitting next to me, and he was like. Why didn't he use go to sleep? Why did he do it? I was like, he used the key lock arm breaker as a finish because if he went to use the go to sleep, his leg was going to collapse. Like he wasn't going to be able to do that move. He went, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's like you got to know when to interject something and you got to know when to take shit out. You have to take it out. If it don't fit, even if it's what everybody normally sees you do, it's your normal thing. You can't do it because it's not going to make sense. Everybody, if CM Punk would have did go to sleep and he put the guy, put uh, Daniel Garcia on his shoulders and he gave him the knee, everybody, well, his leg was hurt the whole match. How did he do that? All right, Punk well, now found I found a way to change it. And gotcha. Last night, the lesson was taught. You got to go, he, even if he would have tried to do it, ah, oh, my leg hurt. Oh, he tried to do something, roll up, now key lock. It is, that's, that's wrestling. It's fluid. And if you don't do things that make the crowd go, oh, oh, I see why he did, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're absolutely correct, and, I, and I'm always happy to know that we're on the same page when it comes to educating the the entire wrestling universe, whether it comes to fans or the boys who listen to this show. If they can take one thing away from it, uh, then, then that's a victory for the wrestling business and everything involved. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've got a new podcast, In Conversation, where I'll draw from 45 years of covering the Final Four, the NBA Finals, Wimbledon, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. CBS even sent me to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think you'll enjoy the give and take, so subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included in most subscriptions. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I'm a big believer in starting every show off hot. You want to start off as hot as you can. You want to end as hot as you can. When that match was over, I picked up my Twitter machine and I said, I'm going to have a freaking field day with that opening eight man tomorrow morning on Busted Open. So I know what I thought about the match. Uh, I'd love to hear what you thought about the match. But this is where the whole we have to kind of look at it from the fans point of view, Mark, and we have to look at it from the professionals point of view. So you, you, you start. As a wrestling fan, what did you think of that match last night, the opening uh, eight-man? I loved it because it got me fired up. It got me out of my seat. There were things, you one pop after the other. Um, I feel like that is the signature for AEW. You open the show and put people in a fever pitch and you try to keep them there nobody can hover at AEW you you ever seen a bully I know you've seen this uh, a million times somebody gets you get tired and you start taking shortcuts if you take a shortcut because you're tired at AEW, you won't be on TV the next week because there's somebody waiting in the wings to get an opportunity to show you, oh, look what I can do. 
you don't think that that guys are sitting back there waiting on people to so they can go. I told you, you said it all. You said it best. Forks to the left, knives in the back. Somebody's gonna be like, man, I, I could do a better job than that, Tony. Put me on. Give me a chance. I'll man, I'll I'll jump from the chandeliers in the in the Coliseum dining room. I'll I'll do whatever. Like you cannot go to an AEW show and not expect for the opening match to look like a pay-per-view. To they sometimes they throw the rules out the window. They throw caution to the wind. And they just want to be live. They just want people to go, oh, oh, they want that. That's the tone setter. The opening match is like a main, you have two main events. You have the gasoline on the fire match, which is the first one. And then you have the, the, the match where everybody's over, where they can go out there and, you know, piss in a cup and everybody would go, ooh. Good job. So you get two things. You get you serve two masters, and um, I have hell. I think that more people should should have that. We did it. How many times did they put the Dudleys on first with the Hardys? It's one of the A biggest lot of times. It's one of the biggest compliments that Vince could have ever paid our respective teams. And he told me in Madison Square Garden why he did it. He's like, I put you on first for a reason every night. Do you know what it is? And, and, I, and I knew in my heart what it was, but I wanted him to explain it. And he's like, you set the tone. He goes, you forced the locker room to work harder. Yeah. Cool. All right, boss, that's, that's what you're paying me for. Thank you. Can I get a bonus? Exactly. Ha <laughs> ha! Bonus. Ah. Um, from the fans' point of view, I agree with you on that match. It was so off the charts exciting. How could you not be into it? I mean, the, the fans reacting to everything. Uh, the, the pop that Luchasaurus got when he got tagged Bro, in. Come I on. couldn't believe it. But you know what, man? Let the fans pick who they want to love. Don't force nobody down somebody's throat. Now is the time to get, let Lucha get Lucha. If if that's the way people people love him like that, push him. Let him go. Don't hold him back. Don't let Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is not being held back. I think that Lucha needs to get the same kind of matches that you see Jungle Boy having. Because when he blew that comeback and they went to double clothesline him and he fell back and kipped up and turned around and bam, hit them with that side wheel kick, the crowd went, whoa. Bro, I, look, I got goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he we did that. And you need to keep that momentum going. I, I, I Listen, man, I have all the faith in Tony in the world. Uh, I know that Tony saw exactly what we saw. And I do not think that it was a Philly thing. I have seen this over the last five weeks. Lucha gets a great reaction 
People love him, and it may be time to push him. Listen, uh, I heard the response last night. Um, when he got tagged in, Velvet turned to me, and she was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah, they, they're into him. And he's, and he's getting over it little by little by little. And you heard the response last night. Um, an absolute car crash of a match last night. An absolute spot fest. And let me remind people, okay, for the ignorant, ignorant out there, when I say spot fest, that's not a bad thing. Some matches need to be spot fests. That's what they're designed to do, okay? Some songs are designed to be only three minutes long. And some songs are designed to be five minutes and ten minutes long and tell stories. And some songs are just designed to get in, get on, get off, get out. That, and that's what last night was. It was a 20-minute um, spectacular, exciting, athletic, um, spot-fest car crash. And it was enjoyable to watch. So let me reiterate, when I say the word spot fest, it's actually a compliment depending on the match I'm talking about. So when I say that eight man was a really exciting spot fest, Mark, would you agree or disagree? They played the hits. And anytime that you go out and play the hits, it means one of two things. One, that's all you got. Or two, there's so many people that everybody loves that you have got to let the fans get what they paid for when they see that guy. And that's what the, it was the second. It was and the latter. Catering to the AEW fan is the discussion that me and uh, Ryan McKinnell had yesterday about how Tony, right now, AEW right now, is catering directly to their fans. Their fans. Do I believe that they need to start catering outside of their fan base to get new eyes on the product? Absolutely. And you're never going to win over traditional wrestling fans who appreciate psychology more than spots with a match like last night. So they're going to have to find a way to not only keep their fan base happy, which I don't think is going to be well, very let hard. Me, let me let me that, enlighten you. Yeah. Uh, in oh, please, I could use some enlightening. In Elevation, FDR had a match with two extras. Ten minutes. And they made it look like they were in a mirror image of themselves. They got pure wrestling. To the point, when I saw Dash, I said, man, thank you. I'm standing next to Jake Roberts. And we're going, yeah, this would be a good time for a roll-up. Oh, there it is. Man, this would be a good time for, you know, a swerve and a distraction from the, you know, let let, let the guy on the floor make a, a distraction. Oh, there it is. They are traditional wrestling what we grew up on and they killed it they i was cheering for these guys <laughs> like i like they were the road warriors and you FDL. get that and you look at serena deeb serena deeb is one of the one of the best female wrestlers in the world from a standpoint of psychology work and work rate. 
She can do everything, but she don't have to do it if she can get by on doing less. And let sell. How about that, guys? Can we sell something? Well, and, last and, night in that eight man, you're not going to get any selling. Oh, you're, so. not gonna, you're not going to get a lot of selling in, the, so, in, in that match. Is that right or wrong, Mark? I think it was right from the standpoint of entertaining that crowd, getting them whipped into a fever pitch. And then you can go in and you can settle down into the show. Like, it, you can't go high like that the whole time. So AEW is what people want to do to have an explosive time. You get an explosive time. And then you get some good wrestling. And then you get some bells and whistles. And then I go to catering and get a cookie. And then I come back. Well, I didn't get to go get the cookie yesterday. And then I sit back and I watch my eat my popcorn. And then in the last match, whoa, I throw my popcorn up in the air because I get the main event. So it's levels to it. You take people on a ride. You have to. If you don't take people, if, if it's like this the whole time, and then you go, woo, people people go, uh, you know, they, they don't go all the way up. And, and I'm, I'm saying this in wrestling terms, when Bully knows what I'm talking about, and he may be a, do a better job of describing putting people on a ride because sometimes you have to take people down in order to get to another level of high. And I always tried to do it in my matches. I, there were times where I would put people in a head crank and I would be pulling their chin and pushing the top of their head down. It looked like their head was gonna pop off. And people, I would look in the crowd and people would be like this. And then I would get kicked in the face and I see them come closer. I get kicked in the face. I get drop kicked off the second and then they climb to the top and they jump off and I catch them. Oh, you have to take people down and then bring them back up. And that's that's the, the mentality of AEW wrestling. Um, whether it's right or wrong, it's effective. It's the number one cable show on television five weeks in a row with, with really no competition. It's, it's not been close. It's been by 200,000 people. <laughs> so if it's wrong, <laughs> if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Hey, everyone. It's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Fantasy, Fantasy Fast, Fast Track. Track. With the fantasy football season upon us, catch me and Brandon Funbuns Funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics, including waivers, trade targets, sleepers, plus, and more. If that first place medal is what you're after, we've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tito's Handmade Vodka had been mixed with its fair share of cocktails. But one night, a chilled glass topped with lime and cranberry would change everything this bottle knew about happy hour. From the producers of America's Favorite Vodka, it turns out the cocktail you've been waiting for was right there the whole time. The Tito's Rom Cosmo. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll sip with Tito's. Coming to cocktail parties near you at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. When you start talking about psychology, um, you always want to make sure that when is even if it's good versus evil, even if it's fast versus slow, if it's smart versus dumb, whatever it is that you're trying to portray, that everybody is in on it. And when I say everybody is in on it, the referee plays an important role in your match. They have to be involved. And if you have the referee involved, you have less breakdowns where Jim Ross will say, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because that that happens, but it'll happen less if everybody is involved. Sometimes you get so busy, you just don't think to go to the referee or go to the announcer and say, hey, this is what's going on. So this is an education for pro wrestlers. You know, like the people that are fans right now, like, I don't want to hear this. This is Oz. I'm behind the curtain too much. But I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the wrestlers. We have thousands of wrestlers that listen to this show. And they want to hear your idea of why I was wrong or why, how I can get better. Like we, we're serving a bunch of masters on the show. Like we're we're trying to make it better for the business in the long run on the long run. So that's that's what my point was that I, I didn't think we had enough time to get to. Also, um Bully said that what what would it look like if uh Shawn Michaels consciousness was in Kenny Omega? Uh I, I think that Kenny Omega has a pretty great consciousness right now, but the advantage that Shawn Michaels had over Kenny Omega is time. And he had people like Pat Patterson, brilliant psychologists, guys that invented things in wrestling. You know how rare it is for a guy to say, yeah, man, I invented that. I made that. I, I I put together that spot. And now everybody does it. There's not many people like that. Shawn Michaels had those people telling him what to do from the time that he came and was in a tag until the last match that he had. Nobody did it on their own. I always, that's why I say I always give the flowers to my coaches and my trainers there's guys that bully have trained. He don't want the credit. He just want them to say, hey, man, this guy helped me with my foundation. You build the house, 
you start with the foundation, making sure that it's flat, making sure that it's concrete, that it's not that it's not going to crack and then make the whole house fall down. Shawn Michaels' foundation is great. Kenny Omega, his foundation is great, but it's still growing. The best Kenny Omega that we've ever seen, we haven't seen yet. And how awesome is that for us as fans? Everybody needs somebody to make them better, Mark. No matter how good you are, great you are, you always need somebody better if you want to get to that next level. For me, the best person that ever stepped into Kenny Omega's life was Chris Jericho. Because Jericho, been there, done that, learned from some of the masters, has become a master in his own right. Now yeah. Kenny can learn some stuff from Chris. I originally said when Christian came, in to in, came into AEW that I was excited for Kenny to work with Christian because Christian, as you have put over, as Randy Orton has put over, as myself has put over, one of the smartest guys ever, a psychological master, and can make everything make sense sense so when you see a guy like kenny and you're like holy shit this guy's off the charts he's excellent at what he does now you look for guys that are been around longer than him have a better understanding of psychology than him because now you're like okay let's put this guy with kenny because kenny will now have to work up to the next level and when mm -hmm. i say work up to the next level i'm not talking about doing a bigger move or a bigger spot or a bigger dive or another one-winged angel i'm talking about making sense of that bigger spot that bigger move that bigger dive that's it well, that's what this but it, that sound like a song you said everybody needs somebody somebody Sometimes. loves yeah and, and 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 you know what like chris jericho is you said a master chris jericho has moved into my top 10 of all time in pro wrestling we did a we did a list about three years ago when I first came in and Dave was asking me who was in my top 10. And I went over this for about a month. So I didn't make just a rush judgment. I said, give me, give me a little bit of time because I, I need to really look at this. And Chris and Triple H were outside of my top 10. And the more that I looked at it, I was like, oh man, who do I, who do I push out? Like, oh man, I can't push that guy out. Like, and Chris Jericho's body of work has grown over the last three years. And who did Chris Jericho need to become better. Who did Chris Jericho need to prove like in, in, in your eyes, he belongs in the top 10. Who was that one guy in his career that took him to the highest level? I think Jericho has ever been at. Do you know? I don't know who's your, in your opinion, Sean Michaels, yeah. because Chris said it was Sean. Hmm. So that's why yeah. when I say when I when I say Kenny and Sean, I'm do you respect Kurt Angle's opinion, Mark? Yeah, I, I respect Kurt. 
Okay. What, what, but, what opinion? Oh, are wrestling you opinion. To? A professional, a professional wrestling opinion. Oh, maybe well, not. You got okay. to tell, tell me what it is. Kurt said Sean was the greatest entertainer that he's ever uh, been in the ring. Entertainer. He has ever, entertainer. Mr. WrestleMania. Yes. Bells and whistles. Yes. The way people look at pro wrestling is a byproduct of all of the things that Shawn Michaels has done. There was nobody repelling from the roof. There was nobody that was doing the the, the synchronized uh, pyro stuff that Shawn used to do. That there was man, Shawn was Mister Entertainment in pro wrestling. So yes, I'm just saying, I, do agree I use with Sean that. as a barometer, as that psychology guy, as that entertainer, as a guy that can make anybody that he's in the ring with uh, that much better. So that's why I was just, you know, using the Kenny. Kenny's, Kenny's, uh, like you talk about his foundation and, and the house that he has built already is, is phenomenal. It's tremendous. But if Kenny is not in the ring, or forget about Kenny, if any wrestler is in the ring, is in the ring with guys that are not smarter than them, been around longer than them, then you can't get better. It's, it's virtually impossible because you no longer have something to work up to. You now become the person that has to um, be, be the one. Placate to everybody. Correct. Shawn Michaels, uh, Michaels had another thing that set him aside from other wrestlers is his ability to sell. When, when, when I do seminars on the structure of pro wrestling, Shawn Michaels is my barometer of sympathy and being able to get sympathy and selling. I watch Shawn Michaels. Y'all can't see me. Only the people that's working in his Zoom. I remember in 99, Shawn had a match against Razor Ramon. And Razor gave him a series of uh, clotheslines and a standing vertical suplex. And I thought it was a little stiff <laughs> because Sean showed the blades hit first. But Sean reached and grabbed like, ah, like, like somebody stabbed him with a knife and he was trying to pull the knife out. And then he reached. He was crawling toward the hard camera and he was reaching his hands out, palms up to the crowd, like doing his fingers, like, come here. Can y'all see this in your mind? Like, come to me, like, help, help me, help me. And then you saw Razor grab his feet and pull him out of the screen. I, I man. I was like, whoa, like, man, somebody need to go help him. <laughs> when you get in suspended belief to where <laughs> you feel like, man, I might need to go to the ring and help. That's what happened to people in the crowd. That's why people jump. People are not, they're not jumping over the barricade because, hey, look at me. They're jumping over the barricade because the person that they love and admire as a wrestler is they feel like it's over. I need to go fix this myself. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I don't advise you to do that. But I've seen it happen a hundred times. 
And it was always guys that could really sell well. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's a hell of a story right there. Well, and you're right. And you're right. I'm just telling, I, the, I, I'm just I, telling I, the truth. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tito's Handmade Vodka had been mixed with its fair share of cocktails. But one night, a chilled glass topped with lime and cranberry would change everything this bottle knew about happy hour. From the producers of America's Favorite Vodka, it turns out the cocktail you've been waiting for was right there the whole time. The Tito's Rom Cosmo. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll sip with Tito's. Coming to cocktail parties near you at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly.